Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to a breaking edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me, Matthew Bruni, a man who's been on the road covering LSU women's basketball's national championship run we'll have much more on that on the podcast later in the week of course but uh look maddie b we are here uh to discuss vanderbilt transfer forward jordan wright a baton rouge native who announced on what is this wednesday afternoon now, wednesday, Billy, wednesday. uh that uh he is going to be taking his talents back to his hometown the former dunham school native announced the new the former dunham school standout announced the news um on wednesday this is a big pickup for lsu guy who's got a lot of sec experience what say you maddie b yeah six foot six wing slash guard um comes off of four straight years of playing at vanderbilt not just being there uh uh plays play, has played in 124 games we're talking about a guy that played 16.6 minutes per game as a freshman and it's only you know went up from there really Pretty streaky as a scorer, you know, up and down. I think he scored 15-plus in six of his last eight games at Vanderbilt, you know, but then obviously there's, you know, sprinkled in zero-point games, six-point games, so on and so forth. In the year, averaging 10.5 points uh, as a senior this this year, shooting uh, 40% from the field, 31% from three. So there is some room to grow, but I think – it was summarized best. And the reason why this team really needed a guy like him is if you watched Jerry Stackhouse, the way he talked about Jordan Wright, um, I mean, getting emotional uh, on what Jordan Wright meant to that program at Vanderbilt because of, you know, the foundation that was set. He was there with Stackhouse throughout the, all those four years, those first four years. And so I think you're getting a guy that not only knows the SEC, but knows how to build a winning culture to win a pro to build a program and Vanderbilt obviously had their breakthrough season this past year, coming in, I believe, fifth or sixth in the SEC um, and almost making the tournament. So you get a guy who is experienced, who can score the ball, who gives you guard versatility at six foot six. Uh, I've been saying that they needed more length on the perimeter. They get that with him. Overall, I think it's just a really, really good pickup and someone that they needed. And obviously, bringing a guy back to Louisiana from out of state is we saw that work with Brian Kelly. It's a little bit harder in basketball, obviously, but uh, they're going to take their swings at uh, former or past people from LSU. Yeah, I, I like this pickup as well. I mean, Jordan Wright's a guy that got a little bit of LSU interest as a recruit. Um, gosh, I've known him six years now. It's crazy to kind of look back um, as Will Wade and his staff were kind of evaluating him, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, dipping their toe in recruiting him, but ultimately never going after him. And I think he's a guy that, you know, they ultimately should have, you know, you never know how a career, you know, could have gone or whatever, if he would have ended up at LSU with, with some of the talent that um, Will Wade was bringing in. But um, I love this SEC experience. I mean, a, a guy who really fits, um, I mean, kind of the Brian Kelly mold, uh, you know, character off the court um, certainly brings, uh, you know, the uh, very nice Vanderbilt degree to uh, the LSU basketball yeah. team now. 
Um, but he is, uh, you know, one year plug and play guy. Um, whether he factors in, you know, as a starter or coming off the bench remains to be seen. But uh, a double digit, you know, point producer in the SEC back to back years um, past year, I think, was, um, you know, kind of the, that really turning the corner for him this year. He kind of dropped off a little bit after uh, Scotty mm-hmm. Pippen left. But um, uh, this is a this is a really nice pickup. I'm, I, I think this is a very good start for Matt McMahon and his staff. Yeah, for those listening, maybe aren't completely, you know, basketball or maybe, you know, obviously maybe didn't watch Vanderbilt this year. I kind of compare this to like the Jarek Bernard Converse pickup on the football side of things, whereas you're getting, you know, Bernard Converse was an all-conference player at the Big 12, so maybe not that big of a splash, but a guy who can come in, fill a role for you, experience, one-year player, can obviously set the culture. Um, I just kind of compare it to that in a lot of ways, um, whether right starts or not. I don't know. I think it's an interesting situation they're in because a, we don't know who else they're going to bring in. Um, I still think they need uh, a point guard, which, you know, they're in the market for, maybe they need another big, uh, which we've talked about on the site on, um, you know, if y'all are subscribers, you've seen it there. Um, so maybe he is the only like six, 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 seven type guy they add, but they need more of those. They need Tyrell Ward, who's six, 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 seven. You get those two as like some nice wing players. Imani Wilkinson um, is back at this point, at this moment. So you have those three who can kind of rotate the three and just give you some more size. They were just so small last year on the perimeter with Justice Hill and Cam Hayes and Trey Hannibal and even Adam Miller at 6'3. Um, they just they, defensively, they weren't able to get into people like they could. And I think Wright, uh, we've talked about his scoring a lot, but he's a good defender. And he can kind of help a guy like Tyrell Ward kind of settle in, take some pressure off of him because we know how good Tyrell Ward can be. But that's kind of how I look at it uh, overall. Yeah, I, I think that's a good comparison. I think with Jordan Wright, I mean, his size, I mean, he's kind of built like a really tall linebacker, kind of an edge rusher in a way, yeah. um, just has like wide shoulders. So um, just a big guy to, to put out there on the perimeter uh, for LSU now. And um, again, I like the pickup. I think when you look at what they need um you mentioned point guard you mentioned a big man i think those are things uh that they're after in the portal um and we touched on that in uh tidbits you and i've been working the phones uh the last really week or so trying to track some things down and those are things they're going after you know um i think one guy that we circle um we talk about louisiana natives as we kind of look at maybe what's next um I would love to see them bring Jalen Cook back. And I think it's a real possibility. Um, he's a Tulane transfer now. Uh, he started his career at LSU under Will Wade and, um, you know, ended up going to Tulane and put together back-to-back all AAC seasons for himself um, and has really grown into a very reliable point guard um, and, and played at a really high level for a Tulane team that, once again, kind of rebuilt, um, you know, with Ron Hunter there and really has put together – um, a nice run under him. And yeah. um, so I think as you look to what's next, um, Jalen Cook might not be next necessarily because he is testing the NBA draft waters, but uh, he's another one that when you look at Louisiana guys with ties um, to LSU and, and to the area, uh, I, I think Jalen Cook would be a nice pickup. Yeah. Uh, like you said, he'll go through the the NBA draft process and stuff, uh, kind of see where he stands, where he needs to improve. That's what a lot of these players are doing at this point because they do have the option, obviously, to come back after they do declare for the draft. That's why you see a lot of players kind of doing both, having their foot in both lanes. But the draft process will take some time. I think Jalen Cook would be a tremendous 
addition, obviously, for anybody who's watched him. I mean, we're talking about a guy who averaged 20 points per game this year, shot 37% from three, and uh, was just really, really good in the American as Tulane was the second or third best team in, in the conference, third best team this past year in the conference. So um, would be a huge pickup. There are going to be a ton of teams all over them. I think, you know, from, you know, us talking to the sources and everything throughout the team, it's obviously far from a lock at this point, but they feel like they're in a good position for, for, for him when, when he does come back from the NBA draft stuff, but there will, he will have plenty of suitors over the coming weeks and uh, months. So that'll be an interesting, um, that will be kind of the one, if they can get Jalen cook, that would kind of turn things. And then you can start looking ahead to be like, okay, how, how can we set expectations for this team moving forward? I think if, you know, if you get a guy like Jalen cook, you can start being like, all right, you know, we saw what Missouri did under first-year coach last year. We saw uh, Mississippi State even have a pretty good year, so on and so forth. So I think you can start building expectations if you can land a guy like Jalen Cook. Because Jordan Wright, like I said, really, really solid player. He's not going to be an all-conference, all-SEC player. Jalen Cook could have that potential in theory. And so they're going to need a couple big swings here and there, even though we, we like the pieces they have on this team now. Um, you need a lead guard. And that's what Cook would bring if they could get him. Yeah, they they also have been involved with Amari Abram from uh, mm-hmm. Ole Miss, who um, again talking about guys with lots of suitors. He's somebody that you know played a good bit uh, for Ole Miss as a freshman, and with the coaching changes, looking to uh, maybe have a next stop. Uh, mm-hmm. He is leaving the door open uh, to return to Ole Miss, but LSU's been heavily involved there. Houston, Memphis, uh, Maryland, a bunch of other schools have been poking around on him, so. LSU is going to push there. Ronnie Hamilton is a former Ole Miss assistant and and help recruit Amari Abram over there. So he's somebody that is on LSU staff that could, you know, really push there. And then, you know, on three, Joe Tipton broke the news that uh, B.J. Mack is going to be at LSU this weekend. He's Wofford transfer. Talk about big guy, 6'8", 245. Um, he's got a whole slew of visits set. You can check that out in our tidbits um, on the Bengal Tiger. If you're listening to this on Wednesday – there's still a few hours left, a dollar for a month uh, to jump on board for that first month. So check that out and subscribe to thebengaltiger.com. But BJ Mack would be somebody that if they could swing him, uh, would also be, you know, an upgrade in the front court and, and certainly bring some physicality and size. Yeah, the, he released his top five of Arkansas, LSU, Alabama, South Carolina, uh, South Carolina and Iowa. So obviously you get him on campus. He's does not seem like he's in any rush at this point. I believe he went from top 10 a couple weeks ago to now top five and, you know, probably have a top three after the visits and so on. So it it will be a process, but that is one we've heard of a few guards, right? Like we've heard of cook and Abrams and a couple of other guards that they were after. Mac is really one of the only Fords that they're, that they've been linked to, you know, seriously at this point. And obviously that can change within a day or two. But at this point, there's a lot of chips, I think, on Mac making a push for him and trying to get him in and kind of be that K.J. Williams replacement. Obviously, you're not going to get a direct replacement for how good K.J. was. But if you can get B.J. Mack and be and get him to be 80 percent of K.J. Williams with the improved backcourt that you're going to have. just So that way there's not so much pressure on uh, B.J. Mack. I think that would be a really, really good pickup. So. I think you you laid it out well with those those targets. That's kind of where you start. My my the interesting thing to me is I don't know if any more players from LSU go into the portal. You know that's the whole thing. They're all working out together right now, so 
they all they already had their meetings. Obviously, we saw four players leave within a three day span or whatever it was. Do any more leave? And that's going to be the interesting thing to me because that would, in theory, open up a spot for another player or two that they, uh, you know, to get to that thirteen number that they're after. Yeah, and I think the basketball portal window runs until May first. I could be wrong on that, but mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, okay. For those of you listening on the football side of things, that window for football was moved up from May first to April fifteenth. So that's about to get hot and heavy. We'll have to bring the transfer portal podcast back um right after the spring game yeah uh, or right before the spring game i should say but uh lsu is i I think in a position where now that they've had this year and it wasn't up to anyone's expectations they really know i think they have a good grip on who's coming back and who's going to stay versus who could leave and now they can address needs obviously things are very unpredictable with the portal. So we don't necessarily know for sure everyone's going to lock in and stay, but um, I think the staff knows what they need to do as far as addressing it. You know, uh, you can turn things around quickly in college basketball. I mean, Dan Hurley middled in <laughs> mediocrity uh, his first year at UConn, and that is a pressure cooker up there. And they turned it around and obviously just won a national championship. So it can be done. Uh, they have uh, a lot of work to do to obviously get to that level, but um, Maddie, be give me one one takeaway on on you know what you feel like is is the key to turning this this team around. We t- we we already talked about kind of the positions that they need and all that stuff. I think more than anything, they need kind of an alpha in a in a sense. And that might sound weird because they are all you know twenty plus year old men and they've been playing basketball for a long time. But this past year, I'll never forget we'd had a couple press conferences with McMahon before the season. He was like, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting. He said he was still waiting on a leader to like emerge. He was still waiting on kind of that vocal presence because you look at the team last year and it's a lot of quiet guys. Like KJ Williams was the best player, but he was pretty quiet. Like Adam is mostly quiet guy. You go down the list and there was not a lot of vocal leaders, like alphas type personalities. And, you know, not saying that they had to be, you know, jerks or anything like that, but it just didn't feel like a team that was going out of their way to really force each other to be uh, better at times. And uh, that's going to be interesting to see whoever they bring in from the transfer portal. I mean, Jordan Wright's a guy, like I said, who comes in knowing what it takes to build a program at Vanderbilt four straight years there. And they finally had this breakthrough year where they were fifth or sixth in the SEC and a really good year and had, you know, Stackhouse was over there crying because of how good of a season they had and how, how much Jordan Wright meant to them. So you get him, um, you you want guys like that that can really come in and be like, no, we are getting this thing back on track. And that's going to be an interesting thing to me because now, like you said, the staff has a year under their belt. They know what they need. They know what they're doing. And I think McMahon, more than anything else, because some of these other assistants have some experience at, a, at high levels, McMahon coming from Murray State, you know, I think it was an eye-opening experience. And you know what kind of players you're going to need in the SEC. You got to have – I have some dogs, man. It is a, it is a eat a doggy dog world in the SEC. Uh, that means uh, LSU needs to find an Emmett Williams, in my opinion, bring him back uh, into the fold. That was about as uh, alpha as it got out there, there go. on the floor. Somebody to uh, really fire the guys up and and get after him a little bit too. And look, I mean, I think when you bring in a leader like Jordan Wright, that's what you would hope. I mean, that's a piece to the puzzle. Uh, I think in terms of evaluating him as far as a guy they wanted to bring back. 
that type of leadership could go a long way. And look, I mean, sometimes bringing in a new coach can lead to an instant turnaround. We saw it with Jerome Tang. We saw it with multiple coaches. We see it every year. Sometimes it takes a little bit uh, yeah. longer. So um, we'll see kind of how they continue to address uh, needs in the portal and who they can get. But uh, this is a staff that does, I, I think, just based on our conversations with, with various sources, like has a good grip on what they need and where they need to address um, those those deficiencies from last year. Yeah, I, I just want to throw in there too so to maybe LSU fans that, that are hesitant, like, oh, you know, they added portal players last year and they didn't work out. This is a very, very different situation here because you look at the portal players they added from, from last year's team. It's three Murray State players, right? Uh, K.J. Williams obviously being the only one of those that was capable of starting and being a reliable player. Uh, then you add Cam Hayes, who ended up being a good player, but NC State player off the bench. Uh, got benched his second year to a degree. Um, Derek Fountain, Mississippi State bench player. Like you're you're bringing in players that have some experience, but they are nowhere near the level of a Jordan Wright, of the level of a Jalen Cook, of a, even Amari Abrams. Like those players just bring a different energy to them. And we hoped Adam Miller had, was going to be that last year, but he wasn't. Um, and that's my whole thing is that's why it kind of felt like a weird mix of pieces. And that's. You know, anybody who looked at this roster was like, this is a really, really just thrown together team. And the staff knew that. And so now you go into this year saying, all right, we know what we need. We're going to get a guy like Jordan Wright. We're going to get try to get a lead guard. We're going to go try to get a guy like BJ Mack. These are highly touted players here. This is not what they were getting last year. Yeah. And I think the hope is that it'll help them find a better identity as a team. Yeah. You know, find, find, find a groove. Because that was something that, as you watched LSU basketball this past year, I mean, <laughs> They didn't get much of a groove overall, but it's not a groove. Uh, it was it was just all over the place, you know. Yeah. So um, bouncing back from a really difficult season, especially in the SEC run, is going to be a tall task. But they got a good start with Jordan Wright. So we'll continue to track it on TheBengalTiger.com. Please subscribe to the site. Again, a dollar for a month. It ends Wednesday night. So if you're listening to the pod, jump on it. Um, right. And also you can get your free Bengal Tiger Founders Club hat. Had a few people reach yeah. out and get those uh over to them uh just this week so um plenty more of those hats to go around so jump on that please keep subscribing to the youtube channel now over 3400 of you guys who subscribe appreciate all the support on that front for maddie b i'm billy embody shay dixon and i will have the recruiting podcast on thursday if you're wondering so be sure to check in on that lots to run down on the football side of that that as well so Appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy your master's week if uh, you're into that as well. So celebrate it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep the celebration rolling from the Women's National Championship into master's week. So for Matthew B, Matthew Bruni, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening.